Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the DIY Small Business Podcast. Really glad you're here. I hope you had a beautiful weekend um, celebrating the equinox wherever you are and that you're still feeling cozy as you're kind of going into the new week. It's been a really misty morning here and I'm just drinking tea. This is the first real thing that I'm doing this morning. So yeah, in this episode, I want to talk about WordPress versus Squarespace and also just generally share some thoughts about different um, web design systems and how they might be serving your business. I know sometimes in the beginning of um, the work of building something, there are considerations that kind of feel very far away, but I often see how difficult it can be if you have to switch systems further down the line after already kind of grounding yourself in something else. And so I want to share this overview to help you kind of make a more informed, informed decision about what might be working for you in your business. Before I start, a few announcements from me. Um, the DIY business community is really coming together beautifully and recording new classes each week and we're meeting for live calls, um, group coaching and deeper dive workshops all the time. And yeah, it's really fun. We're on Mighty Networks, so this is away from social media and I think it's a great place to check out if you're looking for some more togetherness in your business with like-minded people and also want to um, get a ton of training around tech and pricing and social media and zines and podcasting and all these different things all in one place. Um, so it's $24. You can check it out uh, with a free seven-day trial and I'll link to that in the show notes. I'm also available if you need any tech or design support. So that can be hourly um, or for a web design project. There's more information on my website. I love having people, helping people, figuring out what systems can best support their growth and how they might want to come up with a marketing plan that feels good and is transparent and authentic and kind. So yeah, if you're interested in working with me in that way, um, please get in touch. Okay, so WordPress versus Squarespace. So both are systems that you can use to create a website. And before I go deeper into how they're different and what you might be considering, I want to say that I think it's really important that software feels good. And so there's lots of practical and technical and financial things to look at. But let's ground into this idea first that our software systems are meant to serve us. Um, our creativity, our ability to feel organized in our businesses, and they're meant to feel good. That's really important. So even if maybe on paper another system would be better for you, if it doesn't feel good for you, it's totally valid to go with your gut instinct and just use something that feels fun to use for you right now. The second thing I want to share is that I think it's important that we think about our intentions, like I already said, with the systems that we're using. So my intention for, with any piece of software that I'm buying is that it effortlessly supports my business in an affordable way so that I'm able to focus on my creative expansion and nurture my communities. And your intention could be different, you know, maybe right now you're in a space where you really, really want to save time or you really, really need to get organized. And those are all valid and cool. And I'm just inviting you to kind of think about your intention before we go deeper into the practicalities. So now I want to talk a little bit about the kind of um, most basic differences. So Squarespace is a website builder and it's also called a, serv it's a software as a service. So that means that it's a serviced 
piece of software that you can use. Um, there's customer care, you're paying a monthly fee for it, and um, that is a difference to how WordPress is an open soft an open source software that's not serviced unless it's hosted. So in this episode, I'm talking about WordPress.org, which is a self-hosted WordPress site where you are installing a piece of software into a hosting account that you own, which is different to WordPress.com, which works similar to Squarespace, where you're buying a software as a service and you're kind of just working with a template um, to create something within their more limited structures. Okay, so this is the main difference. And then let's talk about who these are for. So I think that really both services are okay for all kinds of businesses and personal blogs, with the exception that Squarespace has rules, I believe, around nudity. And so it might not be great if you're uh, wanting to display any adult content. Um, otherwise, I think that WordPress can require a little more willingness to deal with tech and maybe a little bit more openness to teach yourself around the initial setup. So Squarespace has a lot of documentation and as I said also customer care so that if anything goes wrong you can get in touch with them. Um, I really do believe that anyone who likes teaching themselves that kind of thing can learn how to build and handle both kinds of sites. I have in the past run a course on WordPress web design that people have really loved. It's not currently being offered because I haven't had a chance to update it. It's actually just a year and a half old, but you know, I really want to go in and update it and I'm going to do that maybe next year at the beginning and I'll let you know about that. But right now it's not an offer, sorry. But what I'm trying to say with that is that I've been teaching WordPress web design for a long time and that I've never seen someone totally give up who was really keen on teaching themselves. So even though there isn't customer care for WordPress um, directly as a software, you can get customer care for your theme, for example, and we'll talk about what that means in a minute. Um, I still think you can work it out if you want to. So let's talk about what themes are. Um, themes are basically design frameworks that you use within your software system. So Squarespace, for example, comes with a hundred different themes and you can preview them. You can kind of think about which, which might work best for your business. And then you would select one and you would go in and you would fill it with your own content and images and text and set it up in a way that works for you. And obviously you can customize it a lot, but you're still working within a fairly fixed theme. So it's not like a totally open blank canvas that you're working with. WordPress has thousands and thousands of themes that you can work with, um, which is really cool but also can be overwhelming. I would really recommend checking Divi by Elegant Themes out. It's the one theme that I've been working with for more than four years now. I absolutely adore it. I speak to their team almost every week if I have questions or I want to customize something. They always get back to me super quickly and can really help with all kinds of WordPress problems. And Divi just offers a ton of flexibility while also being fairly easy for people to use who don't have any development experience. So with Divi, you get a big set of page layouts that you can work with if you don't want to start from scratch, but you can also use the drag and drop, drop builder to kind of really create something very unique that, that feels right for your business. 
So uh, next, I want to talk a little bit more about the cost. So WordPress hosting starts at about two ninety five a month. Um, the two hosts that I really like are Green Geeks and SiteGround, and um, that is essentially all you might need for your WordPress site, unless you need more complex functionality for which you might want to buy extra pieces of software. Squarespace for business starts at $26 a month, um, and both can often be cheaper when you pay annually. Um, what I mean by extension is for WordPress, for example, if you want to build a shop on there, you could work with WooCommerce, which is a free software that enables you to build a shop. And again, it has a ton of um, support and documentation around it that you can work through if you like. Um, but if within that you need more specialized um, features, they sometimes cost extra. So for example, if you need very complex shipping systems or um, if you want to sell digital products on a subscription basis, then you probably need some extra piece of software that might not be free. Um, Squarespace also offers e-commerce um, options. I believe they start at $40 a month, but I could be wrong. It's a little bit more than uh, the to $26 a month business plan. Um, yeah, and then I want to talk about getting support and what that could look like. So what I find interesting and, and kind of actually really mind-blowing is that about 30% of all websites on the web are built in WordPress. Um, and that means that there's so much documentation for a, really any problem that you could be running into. So for example, if your website freezes because you have just done an update, you know, if this is something you put into YouTube, for example, or into Google, you will find so many videos with people sharing their screen and walking you step by step um, through troubleshooting that. So it also means that there's a huge market of WordPress developers and designers that you can work with um, in, in different price categories and with all kinds of different specializations. So I specialize, as you know, in custom WordPress site sites for premium entrepreneurs, which I really love doing. It's been such a joy to grow in that field in the last few years. And there's also all kinds of other people doing other kinds of things. Um, it's still not hard to get support around Squarespace either. So they also have a new program. I forgot what it's called, but basically they're training people to support um, people who have Squarespace sites. Um, and within that, you can search directly for people who have done that training and ask them to support you if you're running into any problems. So all this to say, you can really get support for both these sites. Um, with Squarespace, you have customer care because you're paying them monthly. With WordPress, you're not technically paying anyone monthly other than your host, who will support you to some extent. Um, but I think the source of support in WordPress is the theme that you're using, which is why I recommend DV so much, because their support is really great. And let's, and let's talk about flexibility as well. So with WordPress, you have thousands of plugins, which are kind of like little bits of software that extend the functionality or the design of your site. So for example, if you want to have a bilingual site or you want a functionality that reads out text on your site to people with visual impairments, um, or you, um, I don't know, want to have a specific kind of gallery slide on your sites. Those are all things that you can usually find a plugin for in WordPress. And you're a little bit more limited in Squarespace. There is also a ton of flexibility and a lot of um, functionality that you can extend into. But I would say that 
at least when it comes to plugins, there are um, dozens of thousands in, in WordPress. And so there is really something for almost any problem or anything that you might want to design. Another thing to consider is that Squarespace limits you to two levels of navigation. So you can have a main menu and then a drop down, but you can't kind of build deeper. And that might mean that if you want to build a bigger or more complex site, Squarespace is not the right choice for you. There's obviously always workaround solutions with that. But if you if you already know that it, it might it might become very complex in your business, then that's something important to to think about already now. Um, another important point, I think, is newsletter capturing. So um, I, I have talked before in another episode about why it's so important to build a newsletter list because I really think that um, we need to be able to connect with people directly. And as you know, if you listen to one of my last episodes, I've left social media, and if, if you want to know why, you can listen to that. But basically, I think it is troubling that we're creating so much free content on platforms that really belong or are owned by someone else and we're not in any way in charge of how that is displayed. Um, as you know, on, on Instagram, for example, there's been a, a huge shift a few years ago when um, they've let go of the chronological feed so that we're now competing for attention in a very different way. <clears throat> and so... As you're building your newsletter list, you really have a way of sharing your work more directly in a way that you own and that no one can take away from you. So I think being able to capture a newsletter uh, context is really important. Um, Squarespace has an integration for that. It connects with MailChimp, for example. But if you want to use um, a newsletter provider that doesn't have a direct integration, you might need uh, to buy Zapier for that. So Zapier is a software that connects different softwares with each other. So for example, it would create an automation where every time someone uses your form on your Squarespace site, it uh, plugs it into your active campaign newsletter provider. And there's a free version of Zapier, which is great, but depending on what kind of information you want to capture and how complex your newsletter uh, setup is, if you have different segments within that, for example, you might need the premium version, which will then add to the cost of your site. WordPress can be integrated really with any newsletter provider, so you're completely free here. Usually a newsletter provider will give you the option to create a form within your account, and then you just take the code of that, of that form and add it into your WordPress site, and it will directly then speak to your newsletter provider. The newsletter provider I use and really love and recommend is MailerLite. Um, they are pretty affordable, they're free up to a thousand uh, subscribers and they offer customer care even on the free plan. That's really important to me because um, I've, I've seen many others also be free up to a thousand or so, but if you then run into any problems, you really have no one to talk to. And so MailerLite I think is awesome like that and they also have really easy to set up and very beautiful email templates where you can have a nice footer, a nice header, you can add in videos and galleries and links and buttons and all kinds of things and it's pretty easy to handle I think. They also give you great stats um, so this is maybe not something that feels important to you at the beginning of your business but eventually it might be really nice to get a feeling for how people engage with your newsletters and um, what they're excited about, what they click, where they're paying attention and um, yeah what, what kind of opening rates and engagements you have and MailerLite I think is really easy to navigate in that sense as well. 
finally, I think we should talk about SEO. So WordPress is considered really um, a platform that has the best optimization around this. A plugin, a free plugin that I use is called Yoast SEO and it really enables you to very easily optimize um, all SEO aspects of your WordPress site. You can also make a good start on Squarespace though. It's just um, a little bit more limited in what you can update in terms of things like meta descriptions and image alt tags and, and so forth. Of course, you also have to consider site maintenance and security. So these are not things you really would be dealing with in a Squarespace site. That's all done for you. And if there's any problems with safety or security, you will just get in touch with them. With WordPress, you have a, have a responsibility to keep your plugins updated and to use a security plug, uh, plugin to keep your site safe. That might sound scary, but honestly, I think it is easier than most people expect it to be. So for example, there's a really big range of free um, security plugins that you can use. You can also find a WordPress host that, uh, that takes regular backups. So SiteGround, for example, that's the host that I use at the moment. Um, offers me um, the the chance to kind of restore an old older backup of my uh, website for free. So I can just log into my account if there's a problem or if I made a mistake, I can just log into my account and I can restore an older version of my site. Um, and so that's another kind of layer of security for me. Um, which I really love. Um, but you have to keep it updated. There are lots of providers that offer monthly um, payments for site maintenance. Um, I can't give you a number exactly of where they start right now, but it might be something worth checking out, um, especially as you think about the overall cost. But at the same time, I also really think that this is something that you can do for yourself if you're up for checking on your site once a month or so and update everything. Um, and then finally, um, it's important to consider who controls and really owns your content. So with Squarespace, um, there are certain rules around what you can and cannot upload, um, which depending on what your business is about and what you want to communicate might be a consideration. Whereas with WordPress, you're really free to technically upload whatever you like as long as it's legal. Um, and so, yeah. Um, that that's maybe another consideration that you want to think about. Okay, I really hope this has given you a cool overview of what's possible and um, what questions you might want to be asking yourself. Um, I really think, I just want to say again, that I think software is meant to be fun. I know that people really feel such a sense of expansion, excitement, and creativity once they have a website that they feel really proud about. There's something in having a website, I think, that makes having a business suddenly feel a lot more real than if it was just an idea that you haven't really shared with the world yet. And another thing I want to say is that websites really don't have to be perfect, especially not in the beginning. Um, I really love both my websites now, but they've been through so many evolutions over the years. And if I go back into the website Time Machine, which I really recommend you check out, I sometimes feel a bit embarrassed about what they used to look like. And I think that is actually part of the journey. You know, there's something really beautiful in sharing your path and to show people how things evolve from, for you. And so... As you think about these options, remember that nothing is set in stone. You can get support if you want to, and it doesn't have to be perfect. There's always space for change and growth, and that's something I really love about the internet. So yeah, I hope this was helpful. Let me know if you have any questions at all.